This week, Drew McIntyre becomes the chosen one once again. Someone get Alex Wolf an ice pack, and we get an appearance from Beth Phoenix, the titty stomper. Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Kirkpatrick. I'm here with my co-host, Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. You can find myself on Twitter at Johnny, J-O-N-N-Y underscore Tango. And you can also follow the Phone Nelson Press on Twitter at TFMP. Pete, how you been, buddy? Dude, we're back. We're back. We're back. We decided to come out of retirement. The demands were endless. It's your boy. We needed to bring this back, you know? Oh, so much has happened uh, in our lives and in wrestling. Yeah. It's been crazy, you know? You got engaged. Andy bought a house. I bought a house. We're just buying houses, dude. <laughs> this and is like, a monopoly. That's, that's that TFMP money. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, we've been, you know, just kind of watching wrestling. It got to the point where we both sat down, looked at each other, and we're like, let's bring it back, man. Let's, let's, let's go. Because we still talk every week. Like, we haven't stopped watching wrestling. We've just kind of just yeah. talking to ourselves. So we're like, hey, let's, let's bring it back. Which is cool. So let's see. So what has happened since we've done the show? Uh, Fox now owns SmackDown. SmackDown's kind of like the A show now is where they're kind of going with it. Uh, Punk is somewhat back in the WWE. Yeah, I don't get it. Like, I mean, I'm <laughs> glad he's back, but it's just funny. Like, he is burying the product. And oh, I, I think it's hilarious how he does it. Right. But he also has, like, smart points. So, no, he's not back wrestling. But I'm glad they're letting his mind work, you exactly. know? Exactly. Well, Fox is letting him talk, which is which is cool. Uh, and the other thing is, is AEW is, is now officially a thing. Dude, I dig it. I dig it. And I'm glad there's a rivalry again. And I really hope this pushes, uh, you know, WWE into the stratosphere of write better scripts. And Absolutely. it looks like after the Rumble, they might be doing that. I think so, too. I'm excited. Uh, so yeah. let's get into some news. Uh, Mike Kanellis, he sounds like he might be going to uh, NXT. They did try putting him into the cruiserweight division, and sounds like uh, that they had him debut just recently in Florida, uh, where he teamed with Tony Nese in a tag match under NXT. So okay. I'm kind of excited about that. Mike. They need to do something with him. He's kind of been just dead in the water since he debuted. Has anyone had a worse debut than Mike Kanellis? Like... Um, I gets up there with Emelina. Let Lord Tensai or um, when yeah, Emma, they try to repackage Emma, and then we're like, ah, even Marie could do it better. It was so bad for him, and he's a good wrestler. That's mm. so I'm glad he's back down in NXT, and I kind of like how NXT is becoming this, you know, like a safe haven for these good wrestlers yeah. that don't have anywhere to go on the main roster right now. I agree. It, it, you could tell there's this shift where like uh, Tyler Breeze was one of them. And I, yep. I wouldn't be surprised. Apollo Crews, and we've been seeing more in NXT. It makes sense to, if you're not going to do anything with them on any of the other brands, yeah, bring them to the yellow brand. See what they'll do with them there. Cause there's some people there you we don't go. see for weeks. Like we have not seen um, Valentine dream really wrestle. He just makes appearances here and there. I know he's injured right now, but even when he was full time, we still didn't see him on weekly shows for a while. 
No, he, I think he's kind of like bigger, and mm-hmm. I think they're working on moving him up. Right. I think that's the plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Apollo Cruz, why? <laughs> why did he get called up? You know, like what? there's one. You gotta give him a gimmick though. Like he has nothing. That's the thing. To him. He has nothing. So uh-uh. like. Let him go back down to NXT Absolutely. and have a crowd behind him because you know they're going to cheer him because he's good, but he can't sell. He's in a weird place because he yeah. can't. He's too. He's he does all the flips like he's in two hundred five, but he he outweighs the entire division, so you exactly. can't put him in there. So his gimmick now is like, well, he could do flips, but so can half the roster. So he's he's got you got to give him something. Maybe he's got to be the next person to be with Lana. The other aspect too, you can look at it. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> the dude can't sell, though, and he can't talk. He's got, like, nothing. He's just plain Jane, you know? Uh, Titan Worldwide was the best part of him. Yeah, like, he just needs to get, like, either a backbone or something to stand on. It's just kind of like a guy who's like, hi, I'm Apollo, and I love wrestling, and I do cool things. And everyone just kind of goes, okay, cool. We're, we're glad you're here, man. Yeah, neat story. Go, go wrestle. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I can't wait, guys. Goodbye. But I, 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 he's one that I really wish would like find something. So NXT, I think they're doing a smart thing right now. I dig it. I agree. I agree. Hopefully he finds his footing in something. Uh, speaking of NXT, before we get into Worlds Collide, Keith Lee defeated uh, Roderick Strong, and he's now North American champion. And Keith Lee is getting pushed, and... I'm not a big Keith Lee fan, but also, like, he's warming up to me. Like, I think I need to watch him more, but... I think what got me over with him was what you and I went and saw. We got to go to Survivor Series, and him in Survivor Series was just... It was phenomenal. Like, I, I just... I enjoyed everything he was doing in the ring. I enjoy his character. I love his entrance. I think Keith Lee is going to be the next big guy to come into the WWE. I think he's going to outsell um, the, anything that Braun Strowman has done. In merchandise-wise, uh, on card-wise, I think he is somebody that people want to see. Braun Strowman, you just don't know what they're going to have him do. Like, is he going to come out and fight, like, eight guys and win? Like, right. Or is he going to get buried once he gets to the top again? That's Strowman's career. Is he? They give him this run, and then they just stop it right before they're about to execute something with him. And you just – I cannot be interested in him anymore. Exactly. And I've heard things such as he's backstage. Like, he's rubbed people the wrong way, and that's why it's kind of like – he's kind of like erratic. Mm-hmm. I mean, if Keith Lee is good – Good, like move them up, but don't do it like you've done every other NXT person that just kind of waits. Alistair Black, what's going on? <laughs> right? He's got he nothing. Buddy Murphy a bunch, and then Buddy Murphy gets the big push with Seth Rollins, and... Black with 3-0 and in that feud. I'm going back to my closet and leave me alone. Goodbye. <laughs> and they're like, well, no, we're going to do more with you, Alistair. No, 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 I don't want it. These NXT stars, it just bugs me how they get brought up, and it's handled so poorly, mm-hmm. even though they could be so good and such a big key to the roster. Like, Buddy Murphy, finally. Let's go. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for that whole faction with Seth Rollins, AOP, and uh, Buddy Murphy. I'm so excited for that. But let's get right into Worlds Collide. We'll talk to that later. Uh, first match was Finn Balor. He defeated uh, some guy named Dragunov. A lot of these people I just don't know because they were from the UK, and I, I, I cannot find the appeal of watching wrestling at 4 in the morning. Same. It's hard. Dude, there's too much wrestling going on right now. I know. And it's hard to keep up with everything. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Imagine adding up all the hours, and plus like AEW too, because I'm going to watch it. Good, because I, I can't. I'm not going to. Oh, it's so good. 
But I'm glad there is a UK version. And it was kind of nice to see them on the spotlight with one of the NXT shows. But I'm not going to go and follow UK NXT anymore, right. though. You exactly. know what I mean? No, I completely agree. But the I match can't do is it. good. Balor's good. I like how he's reinvented himself. I love the heel. I love the heel gimmick. I like that they are able to let him finally be a heel and bring it in NXT. I think he could stay in NXT for a while now because NXT is no longer the C show like the whole no. it's a whole package now you can't look at any of the shows differently um, the, regardless of what WWE is doing with them um, next is uh, Jordan DeVille he wins the NXT Cruiserweight Championship he defeats uh, Isaiah, Isaiah Swerve Scott uh, and then the former champion um, Angela Gaza, Graza I like or Garza I like him and then there's Travis Banks First time seeing this guy. Uh, congratulations to Jordan. But, I mean, the 205 division is just all Garza's over the place right now. Garza's awesome. Uh, next match is uh, DIY defeats Mustache Mountain, uh, which was a fun match. It was kind of cool seeing DIY back together again. They keep advertising it like it's their last time they're going to see each other. But it's it's clearly not. We're going to see more DIY matches. Yep. And they're, those are two guys that I hope to stay in NXT because I, I don't see where they can fit in the main roster right now. Right. At, at this moment, I can't see it. They're, they're NXT sweethearts, and let's just keep them that way. Because, I mean, I can yep. obviously see Tommaso Ciampa as a main eventer, as a top heel in any division they put him at. But let's just not rock the boat. I dig where they're at. Yep. I'm afraid he's going to get thrown into the cruiserweight. Like, that's the problem with me and, like, NXT stars. I'm afraid they're not going to get their due because... They don't. Well, like the, the cool thing, it sounds like they're getting rid of 205 Live, which I think is, which is the, good. the biggest wrench in the roster right now is 205, because I don't want to see any of the Undisputed Era in 205. They won't nope. be as big as they would be if you just put them on Raw. So, yeah. yeah, I'm all about that. Rhea Ribley retains her NXT Championship against Tony Storm, which another great match. Uh, these two are best friends, so you knew they were going to put on a heavy match, and it was fun. Uh, one big noticeable part, though, is they removed the women's part of the NXT Champion. It's now just NXT Champion for both men and women. They don't share the title. They both have their separate titles. They're just both just the same name, I guess. Hope it works. Yeah. Like, I mean, I see why they did it, but also I could see this, like, turning around and just being like, what? Right. Uh, TNA also changed their women's championship name to Tessa Blanchard is a miserable bitch. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> she is she is hated right now. Oh, my God. The heat. It's so great. You can it's feel so it. It's so great. That. Yep. <laughs> uh, Tegan Knox attacks Dakota Kai ringside. Cool fucking story. Then Balor attacks Gargano backstage to set up, um, I think it's NXT Portland. And then we get the main event, which is Imperium versus the Undisputed Era. Imperium comes out victorious, but no one looked bad in this match. It was amazing, except for poor Alexander Wolf. He just takes this kick to the face, and he's just out. And even the ref has to, like, pretend like he kicks out. It was bad. I did catch that part. That was awesome. And I'm, like, sitting there, I'm like, oh. But those two, those two teams can put on a show. Emporium's good. Oh, like they're good. good mm -hmm. You know, so it was it was good all around. I did enjoy it. You know, good job NXT. I, so it sounds like this is going to be a yearly theme. This Worlds Collide pay per view, which I think is great. If it's just NXT versus NXT UK, it's going to deliver every time. I thought this was a solid A. I loved every match. Everything was fun. Yep. Everything just kept moving so smoothly, just like every NXT event does. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely dug it. And I agree with you there, man. Like NXT just gets it. Are you ready for the rumble, dude? Are you ready to talk about the rumble? Dude. 
so much rumble. So let's talk about poor Sheamus. He defeats Shorty G in the first match of the pre-show. How would you feel, you know, we're going to have you do a big return, and then you're the first match of the pre-show. Womp womp. I couldn't believe that that's where they put Sheamus. But also, I can't believe they're still writing the name Shorty G. Like, <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, uh, it's so bad. How would he say okay to that? It is killing his momentum for, like, someone... I really like Chad Gable. So when he switched his name to Shorty G, I'm like, I really don't like Chad Gable. <laughs> like, to be honest, like, that's how much a name impacts right? a wrestler. It does. So I don't get it. Like, it, there's... I don't see where they're going to go with it. <laughs> There's no yeah. fun play on words or anything like that. Next match, Andrade retains his U.S. title against Humberto. Humberto. Like, he's another guy that I just think I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, I, there's nothing there, and Andrade's way better. We have so many great people, we just need personalities to add to them. And you just don't get that with people yeah. like Humberto and Apollo Cruz. Yep. No, I totally get it. Like, Humberto, I'm just like, what does he do? And what's his cape? What's your thing? What's your gym? Yeah, like, are you a superhero? Like, I don't get it. Like, I thought that was Rick O'Shea. Like, I don't know who, why are there so many capes? It's not even his. It feels like he stole it from Kalisto, and Kalisto's just back there looking for his fucking cape. Yeah, he's just kind of like, um, I don't know where it's at. And Humberto's like, well, I can't speak Spanish, so I can't do a good impression of him. But you get it. You get it. Uh, next, before we get into the actual event, Bailey gets on the commentating table and threatens not only Lacey Evans, but her daughter as well, uh, which now I just want to see Lacey Evans and her daughter versus Bailey and the Bailey girl. Uh, this heel turn for Bailey has just failed. And this face turn for Lacey Evans has failed. They don't work. Like, no. Lacey Evans is a natural heel. Bailey's a natural face. And it just... It just doesn't work. Nowhere at all do we see Sasha. Uh, I saw some rumors online that says that she was um, injured, maybe, an ankle injury, but I don't know if that's for true yeah. or not. But it's another rumble where no banks. Yep, and, you know, I, I did hear she was injured. But still, like, even, like, the match, I'm watching these two, and I'm like, I still think hey, uh, Lacey looks like the mean one and Bailey's the nice one. Like, even the haircut doesn't stop. Bailey doesn't even look like the nice one. It's just, she just looks like the sad one. It's not a yeah. heel gimmick. She's just sad. Hmm. <laughs> well, I'm Bailey, and I just want to be sad. I'm just um, sad, and I used to hug people. Now I got to slap them. <laughs> She's a slapper. Yeah, I'm a slapper. Oh, that would be such a good gimmick for the Bailey slapper? for being a slapper. Uh, Rhea Ripley just full-on spanks Tony Storm in the middle of one of the matches, just gives her a good smack on the ass. Like, yep. And the commentators have to pretend like it was like, oh, what a move. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> First official match of the night, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin in a false count anywhere. I absolutely hate false count anywhere matches. I have not found a single good false count anywhere match because all it is is just tomfoolery around the arena for 30 minutes. Then they get back to the ring and pit each other. That's all it is. They do a lot of walking. Mm -hmm. They just keep grabbing each other's heads, walk a little bit, one punch, walk a little bit. Find a place to do a spot. And the biggest spots were the Usos. Like, <laughs> right? They did the biggest spots. So Rude and Ziggler come in to help out Corbin. And then both the Usos come in. They jump off shit. And then they're just like, okay, thanks, bye. And then they just yep. leave the match and just leave Roman and Corbin to fight on top of a dugout. Yeah, and there was a point where we're sitting there. We're like, the people who are involved in this match are not on screen. Uh-huh. What? Why? Then when they do get back on screen, it's Roman throwing Corbin into a porta potty and then flips it. You understand you still have to pin the stinky motherfucker, right? Hi, I'm Baron Corbin. 
And this is the poo cocktail, too. <laughs> gets out of it he wasn't even dirty he wasn't, he wasn't even it, was, dirty. it was an empty porta potty <laughs> i was more let down that it wasn't full <laughs> yeah because that's what i wanted to see i wanted to see roman actually pin a shit covered baron yeah and then they have him just be like oh this is gross this is worse than dog food <laughs> i mean the finish you saw coming it was telegraphed you knew like baron corbin wasn't gonna win but you know what i would have been like if corbin caught reigns and did the end of days on top of the dugout and pinned him and i would have been like what i would have actually been hyped but roman got his moment and yeah i mean he's always going to get his moments and that's the character of roman reigns now like he's john cena 2.0 and you're going to get more of an excitement if he loses now than winning because when he wins we're just kind of like whatever but he's got a big following now you can't deny it so definitely does for all the heat he gets there was a lot of people standing up with, you know, with their fists in the air. And I'm just like, really? All right. I mean, I guess like he did come back from a big thing. Let's be real. Like, that's pretty big. But still, the character Roman Reigns was just like, OK. Well, it's just a booking. Like, I'm tired of seeing Roman yeah. Reigns versus Drew McIntyre or Baron Corbin. Let's hope this is done. Like, let's hope we move on from it. That was it. And then Baron Corbin can take on. God, I don't even know who he's going to get matched up with next. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal. He's taking on the whole statue. I can see that. <laughs> he's going to be fighting his statue. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm calling it now, January 27th, that Roman Reigns will be the first person to pin the, the Fiend. I can see that. It's horrible, but I can see it. As much as they want to say whoever the face of the company is, since Roman has returned, he is still absolutely face of the company, number one guy. He, he's, yep. They just don't want to push him as hard. But, yeah, he absolutely is number one guy in the business. Yep. Next is the women's Rumble match. Starts with Alexa Bliss and Bianca Belair. Both do amazing performances through this whole thing. I was surprised that Bliss kind of got eliminated a little bit earlier than Bianca did, but Bianca ended up actually clearing the ring at one point. Yeah. Um, she did, and what was great too is eight eliminations. Bianca Belair is a star. Oh, she's, like she's I've stacked. liked her for a while. She is awesome. Like I liked seeing her eliminate people. Molly Holly with that haircut, Karen. Like she looked like someone who was about to complain about her coffee at Starbucks. Where's the manager? That is what I definitely got from that. Is just like, oh my god, this woman looks like she couldn't return her J.C. Penney sweater. And really needed the manager. And then they brought back Kelly Kelly, which I was like, meh. No Trish, no Lita this year, so that was kind of cool. Hey, but Beth Phoenix? Good for you. Beth Phoenix. Stun of the night. A lot. A she lot. was bleeding a lot of her head, and she's just like, I'll keep going. Yeah, she <laughs> she killed it. I thought that I thought it was great. Um, You thought Shayna Baszler was going to win, right? Especially like a coming lot of in at 30. And if she would have won, you would have been like, well, but Charlotte winning makes sense, I guess, for the fact that she's done everything else except that. So now she's got that accolade. Once Shayna came out, I immediately started rooting for Charlotte. She was going to be the one to win it. I was worried that it was going to be Shayna, though. I was generally worried Why? that they were going to. Because I just don't think I don't I don't see anybody in the Rumble right now or in the in the women's roster. I'd really want to see her take on. Uh, I'd rather them kind of build up the whole uh, horsewoman versus horsewoman thing, which I think is what they're trying to plant the seeds for in this Rumble match. Because I think 2020, they're going to do that. You could easily do Shayna Baszler versus Becky Lynch because that's already instilled, and people would be fine with that match. I would have been okay with her winning. But now we're going to get Charlotte taking on – who is she going to take on? Bailey? 
Or Becky again? No one wants to see that again. Both women's champions that we see right now, she's already taken on, not only taken on, but taken on in a WrestleMania match. So, yeah, I don't, yeah. it's going to really surprise me on, on what they're going to do, uh, if they're going to change some uh, title hands to make it a better match for us. But, like the women's rumble, I'm not going to lie. I thought overall it was great. Some really cool spots. Um, Otis saving Mandy. That's entertaining as hell. Yeah. I, I I dig it. Mm-hmm. I dig the Otis-Mandy story. I think it's awesome. Uh, Lana and Liv Morgan, that was played out. We knew they were going to be close to each other number-wise, and they were going to eliminate each other. There was no surprises there. Uh, it was cool, though, seeing the Queen uh, Charlotte versus uh, Bel Air for a little bit. We got some of that, which was really cool. That's a match I'd like to see, is Bel Air versus Charlotte. Uh, going back, though, to Beth Phoenix hitting her head she stayed in that just so that way they had a spot for santina morella at the end because mm-hmm. i think he was like number 28 or 27 and she stayed all the way the end just to get that done yep i mean it was kind of predictable that santino was going to come out as that next year it'll be our truth coming out on accident i i guarantee that's what it's going to be i am okay with that yeah i mean too i think i think our truth's gimmick is better than it's ever been i i enjoy yeah. seeing him with that title too mm-hmm Next, Bailey retains her title against Lacey Evans uh, by grabbing the tights for a t- pinfall. Yeah, back to what I was saying. These two aren't working. It's nope. not a good rivalry. No. It's like the writers just got everything opposite. Like Absolutely. if they just flip the stories mm-hmm. and made Bailey the face and Lacey the heel with the belt, I'd be, probably be more on board. But right now, I'm not. And the problem is, is Lacey got pushed too quick. She has the look. She can be good. I do like the Southern Belle character, but yeah. more the heel version. But she is going to destroy someone. Did you see that move where she jumped off the ropes? Oh, yeah. It's like killed Bailey. Go back to crazy moves. Did you see um, Beth Phoenix just stopping the shit out of Charlotte's boobs? Yep. And we're all just kind of like, stop, stop it. I don't think they can take that. That hurts. Yeah. But yeah, back to Lacey Evans. She She's still reckless. She's still trying to do moves that she hasn't perfected yet. And it's crazy. Like she mm-hmm. needs to slow down. Right. But yeah, the match happened. Whatever. Debry versus The Fiend in a strap match, which, I again, strap matches are stupid. It's just 30 minutes of both of them spanking each other. That's all it is. So I really like The Fiend, and I like happy-go-lucky Bray Wyatt, and I like Daniel Bryan. The thing, like you said, Roman Reigns is probably going to be the one to beat him mm-hmm. because The Fiend, like, has this super power where out of nowhere nothing hurts him and he just wins. Yeah, he just doesn't sell anything. That's a dangerous line to walk, like mm-hmm. WWE, like... He could still take pain yeah. and, like, show it. But when you have him just be unstoppable, then you're like, now you're blurring it. Well, it's the same thing with Brock. Like, Brock yeah. doesn't sell. Like, it's that's how they just say, this is our boss battles of wrestling. It's just people who we just write that they don't sell. But that's, that's the thing I think is scary right now with mm-hmm. Bray Wyatt is he's almost getting on this path where you're just like, well, now it's kind of, like, silly. Sure. Like, granted, wrestling's silly enough on its own. Right. But, like, this is, like pushing we don't need silliness added to it right you know what i mean yeah i agree i did dig it i like bray wyatt the one change up to this match was it's always been that they just beat the hell out of the fiend the whole time uh but mm-hmm. this time it kind of felt like the fiend just kind of kicked Debray's ass for almost the entire match and then it just ends with this mandible claw which wasn't very momentous at all he just puts his fingers in his fucking mouth and then they just call it but i don't, I don't know where they go with i mean the fiend it's the sky's the limit with him but for Debray, i don't know where he goes after this also stop trying to fake us out like he's retiring <laughs> 
that took forever. Your show's long enough. Just go. Mm-hmm. Just go. Just go. Mm-hmm. Get out. Uh, right now we have the man versus Asuka, the disarmor versus the Asuka lock, which this match could just be summed up with how many kicks to the face can Becky take? Yep. And Asuka's too good. And Kari Sane's too good. And they're both the tag title and they're not defending it. Like, well, it's the rumble. I could get it. Yeah, but I don't get Like Asuka, if she would have won, I would have been pumped. But it all the lines and everything like written on the wall was showing me Becky's winning. Oh, absolutely. The match was good. I'm just kind of bored with Becky lynch right now like i think i've seen her too much that i'm like i'm just over the her matches right now who would be her next opponent to you who who would you put her against i guess in wrestlemania I would say if you want to draw, it's going to be Shayna Baszler. Like, she's going to be the draw. It isn't going to be anyone else. Shayna Baszler's unstoppable, basically. And she's good, though. Like, I used to hate Shayna Baszler, but what she does is she puts on matches. Oh, yeah. Like, she would be a good piece for that spot. I agree. I don't know anyone else in women's wrestling right now that could take that spot. Like, Bianca Belair isn't big enough yet. They need. They would need more time, I think, for even Shayna Baszler. I think they would I just need so. more time. I, for people watch, not watching NXT to understand who Shayna Baszler is, like, I just don't think there's 70 days or 69 days. Nice until uh, WrestleMania. But I think I think Survivor Series helped. That's true. Um, she She's known. It's kind of like Keith, the Keith Lee effect. He's known. True. Okay. And let's be real. People are watching NXT. Like, they're not maybe watching, like, at that one point in time on Wednesday, but they're going back and watching it, and they're seeing all this stuff. These people are more known than back in the day when NXT was first there. Like, when Seth Rollins first came up, I was like, I don't know who that is. Oh, he's from Iowa? That's cool. Yeah, neat. I think Shayna Baszler would be the best person. Okay. Maybe she should have won the Rumble, then. Maybe it should have been her. We'll see where this this whole thing just unfolds. I really just don't want it to be Charlotte versus Becky again. That's what I'm afraid of. All right, man, here it is, the final match. The Men's Royal Rumble starts with Brock Lesnar, and then I just, he eliminates 13 people back to back. So, first of all, you say, like, Brock Lesnar doesn't sell. So, here's where I'm going to, I can't believe I'm going to say this. He put over some people in this match. I hate to say it. Now, granted, John Morrison, that's a terrible spot Why would you put him there? Why would you put him there? What was the point? So I have a conspiracy. They said there was a backstage altercation between Matt Riddle and Brock Lesnar. And we've been seeing on Instagram, Matt Riddle has been kind of saying, like, I could kick Brock Lesnar's ass. And I guess they had to have, like, a streaming match between the, the two of them in the, in the hallway. And I almost feel like that where Morrison came out should have been Riddle's spot. And because they had this altercation, because Riddle, they throw him in at like in the mid twenties, I think. And then he immediately gets eliminated. He doesn't get any kind of a spot at all, which is uh, weird for an NXT guy. That's over. Like Riddle is, I think that was Morrison's spot. I think Riddle was supposed to come out and have some back to back with Lesnar. And then they just cut that shit short after they had this altercation. Uh, that could have been it. Cause it didn't, it didn't make sense with Morrison being at number four or whatever the fuck he was at. And he gets eliminated so quick like yeah. he got hosed welcome back but let's talk about this keith lee is over oh yeah huge and brock lesnar helped yep because did you his face <laughs> you're a big boy you're yeah, a big like, boy he's like okay like brock lesnar helped like when drew mcintyre comes out like you see him stand next to lesnar and you're like that guy is a star and for what he's come back from and like from what he first was to now like him eliminating Lesnar and then eliminating people and mm-hmm. doing moves and going back over 
and staring at Lesnar, I'm like, I'm on board with that match by far. Uh, I did like how uh, Ricochet didn't eliminate Brock, but he did help in some way, just like he kind of they kind of foreshadowed yeah. on Raw like two weeks ago. So that was mm-hmm. really cool. And then fucking Edge returns. Yeah. Looks like he's got a three year deal. Like when Edge came out, that crowd went nuts. I, nuts. I mean, we all did too. We were all just like, what? Uh-huh. Like, I can't believe he's no back. No way. I can't believe he's back. And then he started spearing people. And I'm like, oh, don't leave with your head. Like, don't do that. <laughs> We want you to stay healthy, but right. I mean, the crowd reaction, like videos that I saw, like on Facebook, like of people being next to it, like Edge is huge. He's big. And I think Edge is like perfect for WWE right now. Like he's a good fit. Oh yeah. Had a nice little moment that rated RKO tag team. That was really cool. I think Randy really helped out with that. Uh, that was neat. Once he comes out, he spears Styles. Uh, Styles oversells yep. it and lands on his shoulder, fucks his shoulder up. You could see him tell the ref, hey, have Edge eliminate me because I'm fucking done so they eliminate aj styles and then it carl anderson you can see on his face like wait a minute we had a bit coming up because you see luke gallows come down next and then i think it was um whose styles feuding with ends up eliminating both of them maybe orton i don't know but there was something that got nixed in mid-match uh hope styles is fine Mm -hmm. i haven't seen anything on that at all well also don't forget the fact that samoa joe kevin owens came out they get this feud with seth rollins and like his lackeys so i was like you know, I'd be so on board if Samoa Joe won and we got Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar, too, because that match yeah. I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't going to because they were like, hey, we still have this problem with Seth Rollins. Oh, so you say we're going to fight him again? Like, that's <laughs> right. Yeah. So I saw that and I'm like, well, that's over. But, of course, the big dog, right? He was one of the final three. Which I was worried because I thought he was winning. You knew WWE was trolling fans by leaving him as one of the as final the last one, yeah. And I, I, But the thing is, is like, they pulled the trigger the other way, and Roman Reigns could have easily won that match, and we would have been like, well, Brandon, I don't want to do the show anymore. <laughs> like, I would have just been done. But, yeah, and who was the other one? Uh, it was Edge, Roman, and Drew were the last three. Orton was the fourth, and then they ended up getting eliminated by Edge. Yeah, and Edge, like, Edge looks good. It looked good, and was on the ball. Yeah, he did great, and I hope he brings back, like, that fire, and, like, he was doing the ultimate opportunist stuff too you saw some of that in the match which i dug in well now he looks more like a rob zombie villain than anything else absolutely well rob zombie's like can i still do halloween movies edge do you want to be in it uh i've read the dialogue to your movies dude no i'm good i'm going (laughs) deuces yeah so good for edge but drew mack drew mack finally man finally drew is getting the push he deserves he's been just sitting there and he's great he has the like the look he has the attitude he can just just leave him as the scottish psychopath but he can still be a face like like i'll snap he's stacked he's big he's great on the Mm -hmm. mic i think if you have him going to uh, like new station a new station to push your product he delivers Mm -hmm. and you can look at that guy and be like that's a fucking wrestler right there. Yep, absolutely. Good job, Drew Mac. Yeah, good, good job. job. Also, men's rumble, loved it. I liked it. Grade the rumble. The whole thing. What would you give it? Overall, well, it's mostly the two rumbles that were good. I'd probably give it like a good B. B minus. We'll go B minus because the other matches were just not there. Not of the caliber, but you watch the rumble for the rumbles, and the rumbles are great. It brought it up to I'd say like a B, B minus-ish. Okay. You know what I mean? Right so. on. I, I'll give it a B. I'm going to give it a B because I, I liked the storytelling that they were doing. I really liked yeah. that. We're actually, I'm actually excited to, you know, see what happens on Raw. See if, like, we get some 
storylines, see if Edge starts doing something, because this is kind of like the fun season. Like, this is usually where neat stuff happens or someone gets called up. Right. And I think Shayna Baszler is getting called up tonight. I think she is. This is the road to WrestleMania started started with the Rumble. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a crazy one, especially we have three brands right now. We still have, I think there's one pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia, so that could fuck off. But then we have one NXT pay-per-view, and I think that's it until WrestleMania. I could be wrong. Is Elimination Chamber, is that usually before or after? That's before. It's before. It's before. So, yeah, I think we might have Elimination Chamber. It's it's weird because they have the Saudi Arabia event going on, too. So I don't know where everything is right now. Uh, But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where everything gets mixed up. You know what you could do? And this is just one of my predictions. Baszler comes out on SmackDown, says, I want Bailey, ends Bailey, like ends her. Right on. Bailey goes away again for a little bit. Baszler has the title, and Charlotte thought she was going to take on Bailey, but Baszler has the title, and you got a Charlotte Baszler feud. Oh, that'd be cool. I'd be okay with the Charlotte Baszler feud because I think. I think this 2020 will be the year where it's four, four horsewomen versus four horsewomen. And you we can do have, that. You can have that feud with all eight of those women through the whole year, exchange it all up, and then have one big uh, match at the end of the year. Well, the best part, too, is like then, like if you got to it and Baszler's like, yeah, I'm the champ, and all of her friends keep coming out and jumping Charlotte, then you have Bailey and Sasha Banks run out and help Charlotte, and there right. you go. You're starting to plant these seeds. Mm-hmm. And then Ronda Rousey comes out, and that's when Becky Lynch comes out, and then you got. All these feuds back. Absolutely. That's and what that's, I like. I, to me, that's the only thing that can really, like, wow the people to watch the women's match at Mania. Absolutely. If they build it up like that, that'd be awesome. I, I completely agree. Uh, next week, though, is going to be the conclusion to the Dusty Rhodes Classic. It's going to be the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Broserweights, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Who's winning this, Pete? I think it's going to be Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle. Like, even though, like, there is an actual tag team, but that's usually how NXT goes. And then maybe, like, there's a heel turn, because that's how they get matches. Like, that's how they get a storyline. So I have a feeling, like, Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle, something's going to mess up, and they're going to hate each other. That's a match which I'd watch Pete Dunne, Matt Riddle feud. Yeah, I'd be cool with that. I'd absolutely be cool That'd with be that. Sweet. Yeah, because uh, to set it up for uh, NXT Portland for the next pay-per-view. Absolutely. All right, Pete. Hey, you... also, you know who we didn't talk about? Who's Wait, that? do you know who we didn't talk about who came back? Who, who came back? Oh, MVP. MVP came no. back. Well, MVP came <laughs> Which back. Which just got overshadowed great. by Edge. <laughs> oh, because he got chucked out. And he got chucked out in a second. Um, Feel the glow. Oh, no. Bring it to the floor. She's a may I like the flow. Like, dude, I get it. Like, she's good. Like, she's an athlete. But, God, she, she can't talk. And some of her moves, I'm just like, uh, I don't know. All right, Preet, we're bringing it back. Who is the dud of the week? Um, So, my dud would have to go to John Morrison because of that spot. <laughs> like, that was just a bad spot for him. I feel bad because, like, he comes back. He only gets shown off coming out of Miz's locker room. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to be in the Rumble. And he gets tossed out in like two seconds. Like, welcome back, John Morrison. <laughs> good job, buddy. Uh, Man, Morrison, that's a good pick. I think I'm going to go with – I'm going to go with MVP because no one's talking about MVP. <laughs> a lot of people have already forgotten. Yeah, I forgot. We were recording the show. Yeah. Uh, Stun of the night, I'll go first. I'm going to go with Beth Phoenix. She's a champ. Yeah. Um, I'm going Bianca Belair. She killed it. She did work. Big fan. Cool. 
Cool, Bianca Belair. That, and she did work. She definitely did. So I guess, man, that's that's the that's the full Nelson Press episode 76. It's a wrap, dude. How's it feel to be back? Dude, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I'm ready for this. I'm ready for everything. I'm not SpongeBob, but you get it. I get Let's it. Let's go. TFMP is back. Exactly. Woo! Well, if you enjoyed our winning banter about sports entertainment, make sure you leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you found us. So uh, anything else you want to add, Pete? No. All right. Go watch some wrestling. <laughs> yeah, bet. Thank <laughs> you.